0: Stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. weekdays twelve thirty to three seven seventy CHQR. All right. Well, let's get to this issue. We've talked about this before, uh, and and I, I can't even imagine being trapped in in this kind of a situation. It's kind of a, a Kafkaesque nightmare where you don't know what to do, you don't know where to turn. And in the meantime, you remain on the no-fly list. I think people, speaking of airports, get the idea of a no-fly list. We take airline travel very seriously and airline safety rather very seriously. But if we have people mistakenly ending up on the no-fly list and no way to get off the no-fly list, what's the point then? So... Interestingly, there was a provision in the budget yesterday, $81 million over five years to create a new passenger protection program. As the budget says, it would create a rigorous centralized screening model and then also allow for uh, a way of, of trying to get off the no-fly list for those who find themselves wrongly placed on it. Now, it's one thing if you're an adult, but imagine your kid ends up on the no-fly list and that's happened in fact, there's enough instances of this where you got a number of parents who have banded together, form a group called No Fly List Kids. Joining us on the line is uh, Don Matthews, uh, who's a part of this. Don, welcome to the program.
1: Hi. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, thanks for making some time for us. So, um, it's your your son, correct? Who's on the no fly list?
1: That's right. My son is on the no fly list. He's six years old, and his name is David Matthews. So, a pretty innocuous name. Right. And we first found out he was on the no-fly list when he was five, and we're on the way home from Walt Disney World in Florida.
0: So you got to Florida. <laughs> you found out on the way back.
1: I know it's interesting, oh isn't it? Yeah. It's not always a hard and fast rule. Every once in a while, uh, families or people who are on the no-fly list do get through the system, and then the next, you know, time it won't—they won't. So it's always a guessing game and you never know what you're going to meet up with.
0: Right. So, so this is the, it's the Canadian no fly list though. It is. Yeah. Yes. So just tell us a bit more about that, that experience then I'm sure you must've had, well, I can't even imagine your reaction, but what, what did you do?
1: Well, what had happened was there was a type of pre-boarding you could do for customs. And, uh, we had, we had done it. It was all, it was all automated and, uh, we knew that something was being rejected from our passports, but we didn't know what. And we were told to wait uh, in this kind of like a holding room uh, for assistance. So in that case, you take a number and you go and sit down. And we were there for a good hour, at least, to the point that we were starting to get concerned that we weren't going to make our flight because we, our baggage hadn't officially gone through customs. And so at one point, they called my son's name, and my husband went up to talk to the agent. And the agent said, are you David Matthews? And my husband said, no, I, I'm not David Matthews. He's like, well, who are you then? He's, he said, well, I'm here because that's David Matthews over there. It's, it's my five-year-old son. And the airline uh, personnel looked really kind of shocked, you know, the furrowed brow and everything. And he's like, that's David Matthews. And I was like, "Yes." He goes, "Well, he's on the no-fly list," (laughs) and we just were shocked. It was like, "What? How does this even happen?" So we we thought, um, you know, this will be fixed really quick. Obviously, you know, he's five, and the gentleman who was working on it kind of did whatever he had to do behind the scenes, and. You know, we kind of went on our merry way. It was, you know, it was an inconvenience, but we thought, oh, mistaken identity. And we kind of forgot about it. We thought, okay, it's fixed. It's Mm -hmm. done. Obviously, it was mistaken identity. And then um, just this past summer, so a year later, we went to uh, travel domestically, and we were stopped again. And that's when we realized he really is on the no-fly list, and it's not fixed. And we started to seek out, you know, what can we do about that? We didn't know where to turn and a friend of mine actually uh, read an article about no flyless kids and said you might want to check into this. And that's how we got involved with the group and started advocating for our son.
0: Uh, so as of today, has anything changed yet?
1: Well, of course, we have been funded. The redress system has been funded by the federal government in this year's budget. And, and, you know, that's something that we've definitely pushed forth from a grassroots level. Just, you know, parents mostly and a few people who are actually on the list themselves. You know, we've been... Pushing for our kids and and just pushing for Canadians in general. It's always great to have a kid's face there, you know, saying, you know, showing how how easily it is for someone to be mistaken for being on the list. So, um, you know, appealing to the government, uh, we they we were heard and we're really proud of that and we're really happy to see that type of you know democracy in action. And we had you know, a lot of help from all political parties supported this. And I think that's not often that you see that happen. So it just, I think, goes to show how real the issue has become with us teaching and educating uh, politicians that how far spread this is, because I really don't think anybody realized how far spread it was. Um, You know, it was meant for safety. So now that we have the money is there the government will start to you know do the process and implementation to see it actually be put into place for now it's going to be the same status quo we're still going to run into the same issues we're going to Mexico's next week lucky us and um, we're ready for it we're ready to be stopped because we know <laughs> yeah. it's still going to happen
0: have you figured out who the the david matthews is that they're mistaking him for yeah
1: absolutely not like the names for the no-fly list are are not released it's for privacy reasons of those individuals uh that are on this this type of watch list Uh, you only know that you're on and the only way we've come up with the names is for people who have self-identified as being on the list that have you know finally made the right connection to find the group that i've been helping and um so it's just the names that we've gathered through No Fly List Kids where we, we know which some of the names are. We were originally told uh, two years ago there was about 2,000 names on that list, but that, that list has never been released. Because there's a
0: lot of people, I assume, named Dave Matthews. There's a singer named Dave Matthews. So how, there how you, is. If you're going to have a No Fly List, clearly you're going to have names that, that may be common. There may be someone named John Smith on the, the No Fly List.
1: There's yes. got to be you know, some way of distinguishing, there, right? Absolutely, There's some very prominent names on the no-fly list. And um, I'm not sure if John Smith is on there. Nobody is identified, uh, but I would not be surprised. There is a David Smith to go with the David Matthews. I know that. And, uh, I mean, the name John Kennedy is on the list. Uh, Muhammad Ali is on the list. So there's very um, prominent names that are on that list and are affecting Canadians,
0: yeah it's yeah it's crazy. So yeah this this announcement of the budget I think as you say is, is long overdue. So um, how long do you think this is going to take or do you expect it to take to you know have that that funding announcement translate into funding translate into to action?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I know that they've spread the money for the budget over the next few years, so I'm not sure what their plans are. I'm definitely not an expert, and we do trust that the government will be able to do something with this. A, a redress system was put into place in the United States recently for for similar types of reasons, and the redress system in the States was able to eliminate these uh, false, false um, positives by 98%. So we're very hopeful that once it is established that a lot of our issues will be over for Canadians who are on the no-fly list.
0: Yeah. Is this Transport Canada that oversees it?
1: I'm not exactly sure. I believe it is public safety, but I'm taking a little bit of a guess there because I know one of the main people that we worked um you know, to talk to was, uh, was Ralph Goodall for that reason. Uh, so I believe it, it falls under his purview. So, but we really had to talk a lot with, um, you know, the representatives, uh, working with Bill Morneau because it had to make it into the budget before they could do anything. It had to be funded before they could start to fix it. So we've, we've, we've mastered a huge hurdle and it's, it's a commitment from the government that they're going to do something. I do know that, um, there is, there has been some reach out from the government to our group uh, for different types of committees, but that has not been established yet. It's still in very much the early stages, but uh, no-fly list um, kids would definitely want to um, be able to contribute to it and, and and make sure that everything stays on track because for our kids, you know, some of the kids on this list are, are becoming adults now and they're looked at more closely. I know... Uh, you had said that you know it's maybe worse for the kids, maybe because they're less patient mm-hmm. some of the time uh, because they're little. But the reality is, it's it's more maybe the more dangerous. I'm not sure if that's too strong, but it's it's worse for adults because they're looked at more seriously. And this advocacy that we've done is great because it it helps everybody that's on that list, not just our kids. Yeah. And we were always you know, very cognizant of that fact that we need to talk for everybody and speak for everybody. So um, we're just so grateful that, that it made it into the budget And we were heard because I think a lot of times, especially as Canadians, we can be a little bit complacent and think either A, everything's going to be fixed for us, or B, nothing will be done. And um, I think this shows that what was originally treated as a small issue of a couple families has grown to show just how large of an issue it is, how many people are possibly affected. And, and to receive that funding so I think it's a, a real a real win for just Canadians in general to know that you know if you really believe in something and you really see a problem there are ways to reach out to the federal government and and to get what your needs met yeah so.
0: and by the way I mean is David kind of aware of of all of this what does he make of it all
1: he's really interested in dinosaurs um, <laughs> we uh, we went to Parliament uh, in November to speak to some um, MPs and key people and uh, at that time so we brought our son because we want to put you know a face to that name and our daughter who's 12 And he was so interested in the cranes and all the construction in Ottawa. And that was it, you know. It's like, what do these people have to play with in their office, you know? (laughs) Where's my tablet? So he is blissfully unaware. His sister understands more, and she thinks it's obvious he should be on the list. He's obviously a terrorist. But, (laughs) but, um, you know, but it's still definitely he, he doesn't really understand it. And, you know, I'd like to keep it that way. I'm hoping this is all resolved before... He becomes a teenager and is starting to have shame associated with it right. because we've talked to other families and some of their kids have shame associated with being held because if they're standing in line at the airport and there's a huge lineup behind them, and now it's because of them, they feel it's because of them that they're making everybody in the airport wait, or making their family wait, or making their, you know, their soccer team wait because their soccer team's traveling. It's uh, it, it, it gets to them. You know, we know of one of one of the children who's I think he's a little older now who who left football, high school football because he just he was he was starting to feel ashamed because of it. So it's nice to know that as the future, you know, comes, this is gonna be behind us. It's no longer gonna affect any children and it's definitely gonna take so many adult Canadians off the list so that you know, when they go on vacation they can just relax. You know, yeah. and get out of this snow, and exactly. snow
0: <laughs> you in the winter months, and All right. enjoy themselves. Well, more it's uh, noflylistkids.ca. Don, thanks so much for joining us here today. No All problem. The best. Thanks for having
1: me. All right, us.
0: take care, take- Don Matthews, uh, with the group No Fly List Kids, noflylistkids.ca. So it sounds as though we're finally going to fix this, but I mean, how did it ever get to this point, right? Nine seven four eight two five five. Back with more right after this.